write some of those down. Yeah, they're all free too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could just use those straight to Instagram, right? It's just like it just goes in your album. Yeah. Well, yeah. it goes into your. You save it into your album, and then you pull up Instagram and then just right. upload right. it like a normal photo. So there's a lot of times that I'll work up a, an image and not even use any of the Instagram filters. Or I'll do one and then take an Instagram and put another filter on it, you know, like <laughs> take it through three different processes. You guys ready? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, don't flush the toilet. And welcome to another stupendous episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We are your hosts, the Diego Brown Project. I am Mr. Arash, and uh, this is Chris. Hey, yo. Oh, that was good. It was kind of soft. We got more energy today. Excellent. Very I did positive. not go out and get drunk last night. <laughs> uh, Some allegedly. Yeah. Uh, of course, we are brought to you by Amazon.com. Uh, if you are looking to purchase uh, coconut water, which I hear is actually really good for a hangover. Yeah. If somebody was to be hungover, uh, you can probably get that on Amazon.com. Just instead of going directly to Amazon, go to crappy awesome. I got a whole case on there. On Amazon? Yeah. Oh, so we know for a fact they have it. For sure. Excellent. Go to crappyawesome.com. We do have a banner uh, right there. Just click through right there, and whatever you buy on Amazon, we'll get a little piece of, and that will ensure that we can continue bringing you this amazing show for free, yep. rather than charging you $3,426 per episode. And, you change uh, the number every time we do. It's inflation, bro. People, But I think it actually went down. It's the fiscal cliff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. Uh, there's also... Ah, Karma Loop. Karma Loop. Karma Loop. We like to say loop. Uh, Karma Loop, support your independent fashion designers. Uh, same drill. Go to crappyawesome.com. We have a banner on the homepage. You click through there, and whatever fresh gear you purchase through Karma Loop, uh, we will get a little piece of, a very small piece. <laughs> Super small. And that's, and that's our guest. Almost money. like it doesn't even matter, Karma Loop. <laughs> but thanks, thanks, Karma Loop. Thanks for the support. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Uh, and we are back in LA. Yeah, man. Uh, we got a great guest. We've been, we've been uh, trying to get you on for quite some time now, I think, yeah, since yeah. like November or something like that. But you're a busy dude. You were out in uh, Miami for a minute, I think, doing some building yeah, or something, right? Recently, I was in Miami. I think before that, I was. Uh, when we were first talking, I was in London, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. Wow. The London, uh, how many times have you been there? Uh, well, I went to school there for a semester one time. Oh, cool. So I was, that was, you know, 20 something years, 30 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so since then I've been back, you know, probably a handful of times, five times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's such a cool city. It's, I think recently, I think like Fast Company rated it like the number one most creative city in the world. Yeah. Really? There's, yeah. There's a lot of creative agencies. A lot of artists go through there. A lot of music gets made. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Like yeah. stuff, just random stuff on the streets. You know, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the whole city is like, all the graphic design is really good. <laughs> like as a, as a graphic design yeah. nerd, that's like the first thing I respond to. <laughs> if, if for the people who, who haven't read like the iTunes description of the show, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, uh, my name's Risk. Yeah. And um, I'm a graffiti artist. Yeah, and for 28 years now, maybe? Are you going on your 28? 31. 31? Yeah, this, Holy is, this crap. is the big 31 this year. Wow. wow. Yeah. You went to, um, but you have schooling, right? Like, you went to school for art and stuff, right? Uh, was it U USC? Yeah, I went to USC. I mean, you know, I took art classes in high school, um, and then, you know, later on I went to college, and I went to USC, fine arts department. So, um, yeah, I was, I was really lucky at USC because... 
I was there before the wave of graffiti artists. Yeah. So the teachers were actually really receptive to it. So, I mean, did they see you, like, did they see it as a legitimate art platform at that time? Yeah. I mean, at that time, I, I already had, like, some recognition because yeah. I had gone to London, actually, mm-hmm. um, for the world competition, and I had won that. Yeah. So wow. my art teachers were really in tune with what I was doing, so they were like, obviously, you're going to be a graffiti artist, so let's, <laughs> you know. Let's fine-tune that. Tailor all your classes yeah. toward that. And uh-huh. it, and um, you know it's funny because I talk to a lot of young artists now, and it's just opposite for them. They say that art schools like stay away from graffiti, don't do it. <laughs> really? Well, you know? Why do you think that is? Though? I get it. You know, because they're there to learn the the fundamentals and the basics and 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 structure, and they don't want them to um, deviate from that. They want them to learn the fundamentals. So I, I understand they're like. You know, you can go back and do graffiti, just here and learn all the fundamentals. So I, I totally get it. I was just too far along for that to really work for me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was no use for me to, to, you know, do some of the stuff I was doing because, you know, my, I was already showing in galleries and, and, and selling work and, you know, my path wasn't going to change. Yeah. But, but let me ask you this, though, because a lot of the times we talk about this on the show whether we've talked to you know Stevan Oriel about photography we've talked to rappers about this comedians where they say like the generation coming up now um, a lot of the times they kind of want to skip over like the foundation of where stuff comes from and then there's a whole other school of thought that says it doesn't matter anyways because things are changing. Yeah. So they don't need to know that anyways. And and a lot of times that's their argument. Like the the youth is like, well, yeah, it was really hard for you guys, but it's not hard for us anymore. Yeah. Well, it's it's too easy for them. You yeah. Know, because they don't have to. You know, I, I believe that you don't know where you know what something is unless you know where it came from. You yeah. Know, you don't know where it's at unless you know where it came from. And um. I think that's really important, but a lot of kids now they they don't they just don't have to you know they have the internet we didn't have the internet yeah, I talked yeah. to someone the other day and I used to do pen pals with people in London for photos and send them we'd have to wait a month to get the photos <laughs> you know? and like you know now you could just do a piece in fifteen minutes anywhere in the world people, someone just, you know yeah it, mm. it's a thousand people have seen it yeah you know and it's crazy so um, but do you think it, is it possible for kids nowadays to even like unlearn that I mean they're being born into a time when uh, like you said, like uh, like the actual tedious work of what you used to have to do has been kind of eliminated a lot of the ways. You know, everything's easier. It's like you know, people talk about street art versus graffiti, and street art is just an evolution of of something easier. Everyone, everybody Absolutely. wants to do something quicker and easier now. And um, you know, although the 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 bar is raised because there's so much competition, and you see stuff, and people learn such so, so quick. So it's a double-edged sword. I think the quality of the work is plentiful. Yeah. But I think uh, you know the 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 true masters are very few because people don't take the time to really research something, know where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know what? One of the interesting things is we've talked about this on this show before about how say if you're born into this generation right now as an artist of any type. Everything is so fast and everything you can grab things really quick, you can share things really quick. But it also has to be affecting the way people are learning because in the past you kind of had to learn a little bit of everything at least to be kind of well-rounded. Yeah. Where now, I mean, you can go on YouTube and go like, okay, I want to learn how to do this type of art. Yeah. And there'll be somebody teaching you. Like yeah. it, it actually might be the best guy teaching you how to do it. Yeah online so isn't that going to eventually like logically i'm thinking that eventually 
after a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, what do we have at the end? Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy because, uh, okay, I come from a school of doing illegal graffiti. Yeah. You know, and everything was quick and fast on the freeways looking over your shoulder. And my lines are all, sorry, You're my good. lines are all uh, fluid and, 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 you know, there's a lot of motion. And I look at some kids now and I look at some of their pieces. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But I could tell that kid has never done a legal piece in his life. Yeah. He sat yeah. there doing vertical 90 degree cuts and this and chips and bits and all these things that he, he sat comfortably in a studio or in a yard doing. Yeah. And I, I respect the work. I get it. But I, you could tell, you could look at people's work and tell where they came from. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as time goes on and people do less. Um, illegal graffiti that's just going to be a lost art and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i'm not i'm not complaining about it but i just think that's just the way it is things yeah. are going to get lost it, and you know new things will be it's just a natural evolution yeah, yeah okay so but for you when you started out first of all what was the when was the first moment when you knew like hey i actually might be able to do this for a living like mm. this is something that <laughs> it's yeah. not just me having fun anymore i think uh when was that i mean I did the Hot Rod uh, magazine cover shot, and uh, I did some graffiti, and you know we didn't get paid. But when I saw it on the newsstand, I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just saw like I was pretty entrepreneurial. I, I I just saw possibilities, and I immediately thought like people asked me like when when we did Mocha Show, the Mocha Show, they, they asked me, "Did you ever think you'd be in a museum?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did." You know, like that's that was my goal. That's what I set out to be when I was a graf- young graffiti artist. I was like. I'm going to be a famous graffiti artist. Yeah. Like, you know, I wanted, like, that's, I wanted to do that, you know, and I, I always did think that. So, um, when did I think I could get paid? I don't know. When I was younger and I was just, like, doing graffiti in the streets and, you know, set people would come up to me and say, hey, you want to come do this? Yeah. And, and I, I remember, like, for as long as I can remember, once a week, forever, I was going around doing, like, you know, gang writing or, or pieces or whatever they wanted, you know? Yeah. And, um, I didn't even do it so much for the money. It was for the paint, you know? So it was to hmm. stock up my paint, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, when you're kids, you always have angles. It just it morphed into things. I did the Michael Jackson video. I did some other stuff. And then I really realized, okay, I can make some serious money here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, There's a, I want to touch on something you said, though. You said you, ever since you were a kid, you were like, I'm going to be a famous graffiti artist. Yeah. Like, was there even a frame of reference for what that means at that time? No, and it wasn't about a famous graffiti artist. It was just about doing something with it, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, I was in L.A. where they didn't have graffiti at the time. Yeah. Know? New York had it. Yeah. Right. Um, when I stumbled across Subway Art, I was amazed. I was like, whoa. Yeah. To me, that was just so big and so amazing. So I was going to be one of those guys in L.A., Mm-hmm. And then that turned into I was just going to be somebody, you know. It didn't really matter. I was going to be somebody with what I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to understand there was no graffiti scene out here. So, you know, I met probably under 10 writers, and I thought it was huge. I was yeah. like, man, we got a scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And now yeah. there's like, you know, a million writers. And you're like, you know, wow. Yeah, you guys are like the founding fathers. Yeah. It's, that is amazing. I mean, in L.A., you know, obviously in New York, they were doing it, for, you know, forever, you know, and that's awesome. But, um, you know, it was really different here, you know. And, you know, we were very lucky. Like, I was lucky because I went through periods of graffiti where it was actually cool. Mm-hmm. Then it wasn't cool. Then yeah. it was cool. You know, now it's up on the rise again. It's like it's established now. So people, uh, you know, don't really blink when you say, you know, when they say, what kind of art do you do? I'm like, you know, graffiti artist. Yeah. Like okay, but you know, I went through periods of time, you know, when I was younger, no one when they didn't see graffiti, you said it, and they're like, 
oh, okay, cool. And then when people started tagging, they're like, ah, oh, that shit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. All right, cool. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that shit. You do that, you know. And, I, and then you know, I went through a period where I didn't say graffiti. I didn't. I didn't use the G word. You know, mm. it was aerosol art. Yeah. And then later, I was just like, "Fuck it, it's it's it is what it is." You know, take or leave it. You know, because a lot of people couldn't tell the difference, right? People couldn't tell the difference between graffiti art versus just gang tagging. Oh yeah, and that that's my whole thing that drove me crazy, and that's why you know I wanted to do that uh, radio interview with uh, Carmen Stanovich because he made a comment that anything done with spray paint was you know negative and demoralizing, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, "So really, so if you paint your bike, you're a bad person." I mean, if you know you paint lawn furniture, it's like it was just such a stupid comment. But um, he's responsible for trying to convey that there's no difference between gang writing and tagging and graffiti art. And they're, they're all very different. Yeah. Know? Is that – this kind of reminds me of the thing we were talking about the other day. They keep referring to Chris Brown as a rapper. Yeah. Like I, I, this connection for me is kind of weird. But does it seem kind of racist? Yeah, that's <laughs> racist. You, because no, even what he's describing about there's no difference, it's all illegal. It's, it's all, all bad. bad. It's all yeah. bad. Yeah. Because of where it comes from. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's even funny because, you know, his point makes no sense because if you say that, that's like saying NASCAR, you know, we have to uh, outlaw that and it's all bad because it's derived from moonshiners running moonshine. Yeah. So, you know, America's favorite sport, NASCAR, should be outlawed. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's like saying. It's like, you know, we're in the MOCA in museums and galleries and, you know, working with kids doing all these things. But he says we should be outlawed because of, you know, our past or, or, or bad apples, as they say, that have tagged, you know. Yeah. So that's silliness. That's like saying let's disband the police department because we have a few bad cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works both ways. Exactly. So, how long, how long into your career were you when you took it to New York? Uh, I went to New York uh, in my career. I was young. I went. I was, you know, what they call a toy, and I went to New York and I, I, I searched for trains and, and I wanted to go bomb trains and I failed. I did a rooftop, you know, and I was like, came home like all bummed. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I went back to New York. Why couldn't, I'm sorry, why couldn't you find a train to do? I was just, I didn't know what I was doing. You yeah. know, I was like, I was a kid just walking around New York by myself. Like, you know, my uncle lived in New York, so I went to go visit him, which, you know, we had no relationship. So he's probably like, why is my nephew going to come visit me? I don't even know this kid, you know? Yeah. So I went to go visit him and, um, I would just roam the streets all day, you know, got chased, all that shit. You know, I was in Harlem and, and a little white kid in Harlem. And they're like, <laughs> I remember these guys were like, yo, white boy, let me see that camera. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I said something that wasn't too smart back. And then they chased me for blocks. But anyway, that was all good stuff, you know. But I'd go to the, the you know, the, the subway tunnels and the trains and I'd sit there and I'd watch the trains. I didn't know about yards or anything like that, you know? I was, like, just looking, like, how do I do this? Do I wait for the train to come by and then jump in the tracks? You know, I was just, like, I was a kid. It just didn't work. And the next time I went, I hooked up with Reese and Vin and Ghost and, and uh, Chino and a bunch of dudes that um, actually showed me what's up. And then mm-hmm. I bombed trains, and then it was, like, it was on, you know? Yeah, I mean, so then coming <laughs> coming back to the West Coast from having that experience, I mean, you obviously brought back almost a, a different mentality altogether, right? And yeah. then that kind of started to pour into the L.A. culture. Yeah. But you yourself were, I mean, did you feel like when you came back from New York, did you feel like yourself, like you were a different artist? Was yeah. it that eye-opening at the time or was it like in retrospect, like when you look back later on, you're like, oh, that changed a lot for me? Or did you know right then? No, I felt I felt different. I felt like I, I had reached a, a pinnacle. Like, 
when I did the the world competition, all that stuff, it yeah. was just whatever. But when you paint a train and you know that that's where it originated and that's like, you know, you're doing, you know, the holy grail of what you love, you know? Yeah. I came back different. And I, I also used to search for ways, you know, I painted some buses here and stuff like that. But I used to search for like, you know, the meaning, like they were making these big um, social commentaries on these big steel canvases that go through the city. And I'm like, wow, we don't have that. And I had to really apply it. I'm like, oh. Ours is the exact opposite. We have big cement walls, and everyone drives past those. Yeah. So I, that's when I started hitting the freeways and really, you know, went nuts on the freeways. Yeah. So it's just our answer to, you know, you know, that's that's what we have. Freeways, yeah. You know. But I mean, you went more than nuts. Yeah. On the freeway. <laughs> I mean, like it got to a point where I mean, to this day, people, I mean, it's synonymous with your name of one of the people who kind of innovated that. Yeah. I uh, mean, it was great. I mean. I was I was methodical, you know. I, I looked at a map and I was like, I got to have pieces running on every freeway in the L.A. area, you know, and, wow. and all the way towards San Diego and Bakersfield and all this stuff. And then once you do that, you're like, okay, now I got to have three pieces running on every freeway. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then once you do that, you know, I was like, okay, now I got to get the center divider and get the, you know, the the, the lighted signs and you know all that. And it just it just never that's the graffiti artist. You know, it just never stops, you know. But, I mean, for you, it seems like that there – I guess what I'm getting at is it seems like there's something a little different because there was a lot of people that you were getting up with at that time, right? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people that aren't here anymore. Yeah. And there's some people who've either, I mean, passed away. There's people who've just kind of fallen off and, you know, went yeah. on to normal life. But for you, it seemed like you always kind of had – at least what you like you said, I, I was going to do something with this yeah. as opposed to just having fun. Yeah. Well, I, I did third world clothing for 18 years. Yeah. And, you know, that was it was really started against the exploitation of graffiti art on clothes. Right. I hated that. Yeah. Being a graffiti artist at the time, I was like. No one's going to wear a fucking shirt with a spray can or a marker if they're a real graffiti artist because that's the last thing you want well, <laughs> yeah. if, you're really, if you're really bombing. Like, I was yeah, really yeah, bombing, yeah. so I had to be really undercover. So yeah. I didn't want people to know I was a graffiti artist. Yeah. Know, things are very different these days. You know, it's like yeah. everyone, you know, social media, they see you, they know you. It's like I couldn't paint illegally if I tried. You know, it's like there's no way. Mm. Um, but it was very different. So I, I did Third Rail, and, and it was to have clothes that we would wear you know, it was the style of the clothes, you know, baggy hoodies and, and all this stuff. It wasn't about markers or spray paint on right. stuff, you know. So um, it, it took a natural progression. You know, eventually, we put some graffiti on clothes because we were like, man, that shit's just too dope. We got to put that on there. Yeah. But we did, never did like the, the corny, like, you know, markers and spray cans and all that kind right. of stuff. So that's how Third Row started. You know? Yeah, and I remember the clothing really well. I um, it's funny. I have a story about that. Like we came up on some third rail clothes at a B boy summit in San Diego. It was like one of the first B boy yeah, summits. Yeah. I, I, a bunch of crazy stuff happened there. Like dilated <laughs> people got together. Like there was just tons of different things. I think yeah. Crazy Legs was there yeah. battling some Japanese people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was crazy. But yeah. um, I remember back then, it, it really was. Um, the culture of graffiti seemed very much like, and I'm wondering if this, if you have some insight on this, like the, the street art thing, right? You said yourself that it, it's kind of an evolution of what came out of, uh, you know, graffiti and, yeah. but do you think it's an answer to, because in street art, it seems they still are very much like we have to be, well, I mean, other than like Shepard and people like that, but yeah. we, you can't know who we are and it's yeah. very secretive and, and that's directly related to how graffiti was at the beginning. Yeah. You know, do you, I mean, do you think that is the evolution? Like, is that where it's going? 
Well, I, I think it's just, like I said, I think it's just an easier way for pe- kids could like sit home and draw a poster and then go wheat paste it and be done in two seconds. Yeah. Than standing <laughs> out there 20 minutes and dealing with, you know, uh, you know, fighting bums and looking over your shoulder for cops and all that yeah. stuff, you know. Um, I don't know. So evolution, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the kinder, gentler way, maybe? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, know? right? I think, um, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. I, I think that, you know, and obviously they have some great street artists, too. Yeah. I, you know, I people say you must hate street art. No, I don't hate street art. I, I love all forms of art. Um, you know, I think a lot of it's trash, you know, yeah. and I think a lot of graffiti is trash. I mean, it just is what it is. So it's not the medium, it's the artist yeah. and maybe that particular piece yeah, of art. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to be able to download an app onto our iPhones. Like the graffiti app. Yeah, the graffiti app. Yeah. <laughs> it just downloads graffiti on automatically the wall. dope. Like. <laughs> <laughs> my and it's daughter, got filters. <laughs> my daughter is playing, uh, her iPad the other day and it's, it's like a graffiti game. She's running through the tracks and Santa Claus is chasing some kid and he's bombing or something. Like, what? <laughs> what? Was, and it was like so bizarre and it yeah, was I mean, so not well done. I was like, is what that, is it? But is that like, it's gotta be extremely bizarre for you though, right? To oh, see, yeah. to see it blow up into pop culture now to a point where in a lot, in a lot of ways, you, the way it's, displayed on tv and uh, in media is it's it's a parody of itself you know mm-hmm. what i mean like graffiti is like a parody like yeah. because every because they feel everybody can do it now yeah right and yeah. it's simply just not true though still yeah. right well that's a sad thing about it is because is society really can't tell the difference between good graffiti and bad yeah. graffiti, yeah. and that's the sad thing because you know you get like right now all the galleries you know there's a billion galleries opening they're always like oh i got street artists i got graffiti artists and it's like Great, I'm glad young kids are getting to do what they want to do, but it's the worst thing ever for us. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like that's just like it just waters it down, and just it's terrible. But um, it's crazy, you know. It, it's sad, but like society's, they're, everyone's they're sheep, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're followers, and you know Jeffrey Deitch did the show at Mocha, and. You know, and now everyone's like, oh, it's art. It's great, man. This is the new stuff. Well, first of all, it's not new. We've been doing mm-hmm. it for 30 years in LA, you know, longer in New York, obviously. But um, it's crazy that, and, I, and I, I applaud Jeffrey for doing the show, and it was amazing. It was one of the best opportunities of my life. But it's crazy that just because he does a show, you know, that lends some sort of legitimacy to yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Because it, apparently it wasn't before. Yeah. yeah. And that's a sad thing for society to me. That, yeah. That's what bums me out. It's like, you know. That the appreciation is based more on a person's name yeah, or. Yeah. Like it's like these that. art critics that are now giving it uh, rave reviews are the same art critics that shit on it before, but because Jeffrey Deitch is behind it, they're behind it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much always been that way throughout human history, yeah. though, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, no. you know, look at the critic Greenberg, like when the modern art movement was coming out and all of a sudden he's like, this is awesome. And everybody's like, you're right. It is awesome. Two yeah, lines yeah. and a dot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's and I can tell you, like I as an art student, yeah. it's fascinating what went into that becoming what it is. But is it, you know, does it make a statement on its own without all that knowledge? No, it's like it's a little too deep. It's a little too intricate. You know, you know what's interesting? I, I was thinking about this right now. Does there need to be something – does the graffiti world need to have a set of standards? Because it's kind of – because in some ways people are saying like, well, you should just be able to express it however you want, right? Like there should be no limits. But then there's also – it's very hard to have quality control because you – 
at what point do you start defining quality? Is it like this guy's lines are a little straighter, no. or you know, this guy? Like, well, where where does it where does it go? Like, at what point do you that's, start? That's crazy too, because you know, back in the day, we we practiced our can control until our stuff looked like a sticker. Yeah, so mm. crisp. And now, you know, I want sloppy shit. I want drips. You know, it's like yeah. I think it, I think it's just what's what's in style i guess you know what i mean so it's kind of crazy because i think that'll always change but i think it, it really is important to be able to do yeah a straight line even if you're not going to use it or a crisp line or, or stuff like that and I, I think that we do have standards yeah but it's the older generation like the old school dudes have standards you know they're like and you have to have a throw up you have to have a tag you have to have a piece you have to do simples you got to do burners you got to do everything mm-hmm. yeah you know and now kids are like oh i don't want to do anything except tag yeah, I don't yeah. want to do anything except a burner i don't want to do anything you know and they do these crazy wild styles and you're like all right do a simple letter huh you know they, they can't even like and, you know. but i mean is it is their answer not well why isn't it usually you? yeah yeah i yeah. mean the kids cuz and, and in some ways you i mean playing devil's advocate you can kind of go like i well i don't really have an answer except that's the way we did it, and yeah. and you should probably do it because one, it's probably good for you to learn. Mm-hmm. Just it's not going to hurt. And their their answer is like, dude, I have a million YouTube followers, <laughs> like, and I only know how to do one tag, but it's the fuck, yeah. it's super dope, and that's yeah. all I need to do. So fuck you, basically, like, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's usually the answer. Yeah, no, that's it, and that that's that's sad. That's what that's what I'm talking about. That's like. And, you know, a gallery will pick up on some kid and say, okay, yeah, you got that dope tag. I'm going to put that in my gallery. You yeah. Know? And it's like, why the fuck are you, you know, showing a tag that means nothing yeah. in a gallery? And, you know, you know, it's 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 rough. People don't realize. Um, today's interesting because it's good and bad. You know, as much as we've come a long ways, you know, we've hurt ourselves too, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... You don't know. Is it great that it's evolved to this household name, or would it have been way better if it just stayed like this subculture? You know? Yeah. Isn't and, that the question people ask about everything? Well, and, and pretty much every facet of art, yeah. for yeah. sure. Electronic music. It goes mainstream. And for a while, we're like, oh, thank God. Now we can go experience this art more. Yeah. And then it starts to get watered down, and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> and now it's not what it used I to be. I think a lot of it, too, is like um, with the hip hop culture and the generations mm-hmm. that. that sprung out of the time that hip-hop was being born and, and the different facets and different elements those people in particularly myself being one of them is the reason i think you feel very protective around it is because you can still remember the creation of it yeah i think like in a few generations people are probably not going to give a shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they're going to be like yeah uh, things came from new york but I don't live in New York, so yeah. like, fuck New yeah. York. You know what I mean? Used to be like mecca for hip hop right, artists right. to go to New York. Yeah. Like the, the vibe that used to come out of a conversation about New York with other hip hop artists yeah. and graffiti artists, like it was something else. And I don't know, I don't know if that exists today. You know, what I, I mean, we, we've so. had some young people on the show, and yeah. I, and I don't even ones who seem to be doing art from a really pure place still don't seem to have a want. To do that, like uh, yeah. DJs don't really have a want to go record searching, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like photographers don't feel yeah. like you know I'm going to go out at night on Skid Row like Eddie Berthel or Yell, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. and just wander around because that's part of the process. They're like, no, I can just go out in 15 minutes, upload it, and it's, yeah. and in some ways, their argument is, look, it's just as good. So why are you telling me to do more? Yeah, and. As somebody who is, I, I do, I, I do like the purity of of where the culture came from. I don't have an answer, 
You know, I really don't other than it's probably going to make you a better person. <laughs> How about that? Like, it's probably going to make you a better person. If you learn some history and you learn some shit, you're probably going to appreciate things more. Mm-hmm. That Other than that, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe you guys yeah. can do things quicker, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if, if anyone wants to be respected and appreciated, they're going to have to learn it and they're going to have to do it. You know, it's like... And it's part of the process, yeah. man. It's like, listen, you know... I'm very lucky, and I can sit in my studio right now and paint canvases and get paid, and you know that's great, and I can support my family. But if I didn't get to go paint that piece yesterday on the corner with Bio from New York, I, just take it all away from me. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be worth it. Right? You know, yeah. it's like you know being able to go just do some pure good old graffiti. Man, you can't beat that. And, yeah. And there's so many different things that I'm doing that are so new to me. And I love that, too. These big color washes, people don't get it. And they don't have to get it, and they don't have to like it. But there's all these new things I'm doing, and they're just really not graffiti, you know? Yeah. Like, I do, I do graffiti. I do these massive buildings. I do, you know, I do all kinds of stuff. And I think it's awesome. But I think, um, you know, it's really important to, in my, in my world, to be well-rounded. You yeah. Know? So... Yeah, I, I think I share your sadness as applied to many different uh, mediums of art. Yeah. I think where it comes from is that as artists, somebody who understands where something came from and has studied its past, you come up with ideas. You come up with new ways of doing things. You see it from angles that other people can't. That's like real artists. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who just takes this one element of it that they like and they keep reproducing it, that's a craftsman. Yeah, right. I mean that's the difference between artist and graphic designer. Which is designer. not shitting on a craftsman. Yeah, yeah, right? no, yeah. no, 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 no. And that's, we need them. Yeah, that's but the only old, artists really get it though. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's the age-old argument: is is graffiti craft or art? You mm-hmm. know, that's the age-old argument because I guess that's what people see. They see mm-hmm. it must be a craft because they just keep doing the same thing, same, mm-hmm. same thing, same. But um, yeah, you, you you have to be able to be diversified. You know, those big color washes I'm doing called Beautifully Destroyed. Um. People don't really get how they're graffiti related, and I don't know that they are. Or they aren't. You know, I don't know. D- describe I, I, them for the listeners who might not be. Well, like I, I, it's about covering a whole surface, like a total mundane object, whether it be a car or or a newspaper box or or, or a building or a boat, whatever it is. It's covering the whole surface with color, and that originated because you know when I became a, a gallery artist, so to speak, mm. and I started selling stuff, I had to take it serious. And I was like, man. Why do I do this? What do I do? I need to answer some questions, you know? You know, what makes me tick, you know? Yeah. And then um, I thought about going down the 101 freeway, you know, and the next morning after I did a piece, and I see that piece, and boom, you see that color, that big boom. Mm. And I was like, wow. And then I realized I couldn't read that shit. I was doing 75 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, I could read it because I did it, but uh, yeah, no one yeah, else yeah. can read it. Yeah. They just see a big splash of color. So I was like, I wonder if I can evoke that same emotion through color with no images or no lettering or wow. just so that's what I did and then obviously that grows to the bigger the better and the whole building and you know and all that stuff and then I do those architectural elements on it and you know my stuff my letters are very I'm all into the aesthetics of letters and, and architectural letters so those uh, you know vertical and horizontal lines represent the architectural letters and the circles represent the the most elementary form of graffiti which is the bubble yeah. So that's what it is. That's so stripped down graffiti, you know, and that's that's where that comes from. Yeah, and um, so just, it, so it's absolutely directed. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, coming from graffiti. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but right? people wouldn't see that connection, you know. They're yeah. like, what's he doing? And then it gets even further because you know people ask like, man, how'd you come with all those color schemes? And I was like, oh, I like lowrider cars, you know, when I was younger, uh. and um, you know, all these cars. 
and these patterns and and um so I would take those so to take it one step further when I started doing these, I was like, wow, I'm going to use tints and flakes and lacquers on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I did the graffiti, I put the tints and the flakes and lacquers on it. You wow. Know? So it, it's all interconnected, you know? But um, Can it's I so chime in on something, by the way, right yeah. there? That Your description of where the ideas came from and how you made the connections and got to where the new idea was, that's really the art right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The craft is knowing how to use the spray can. Yeah, I mean, I love doing these things because I love it. I love talking to the people and watching their reaction when the building's done and I love mm. watching them freak out when I start throwing the first paint on it and they're like what the fuck are you doing get the fuck out of here and I love at the end and I, I love seeing people's reaction change and I, I love it but I know like you know especially hardcore graffiti fans are like what is that what the fuck's he doing mm. he just did a big background yeah you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, I don't know it's just you know it's you know when you write your name a billion times on everything it never gets old. So I'm not going to say it gets old or tiring because that's what people think I'm going to say. No, that never gets old or tiring. But at one, at some point you have to say, okay, society sees you. Now what do you have to say? You know, you wanted to be noticed. You wrote yeah. your name everywhere. Okay, now we see you. What do you have to say? Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that's deep. You know? All of a sudden it injects some responsibility into what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, okay, what do I want to say? And I want to evoke um, emotion and, and power and, and with color. Yeah. You know, so that's what I want to say. So, um, you know, some people would rather see, you know, an image or, you know, a pretty picture. And that's not what I want to say. I, I want to change your attitude and your, your mood and your day by the color. You yeah. Know? That's what I'm, that's what I want to say. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. has nothing to do with my graffiti. My graffiti is my graffiti and I write risk and I want to write risk on everything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, but he just did it on the desk right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Sorry, Brent. Wait, is there, was there ever a point like coming up, especially, especially around the time when things started to move really quick, right? And you started getting recognition and getting paid. Was there ever a time around, around when that was happening that you felt you could lose this? Like, was there ever, whether it be just the way life was going or maybe, you know, you not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel anymore or getting dragged into maybe the Hollywood of it all? You know what I mean? Every day, man. Every day. Every day. I mean, I, I think it could just disappear every day. You know, what, what happens if tomorrow graffiti is, you know, a negative thing again and yeah. no one wants it and galleries don't buy it? You know, every, you never know what's going to happen, you know? And it's like, it's scary because I'm so invested in it. It is my life. Yeah. And it supports my family. And um, I'm going to do it till the day I die. And I can honestly say that now, um, you know, it's this thing that you say when you're a kid and in the back of your mind, you're like, I wonder if I really will. Yeah. You know, I've already done the test of time and I, I know I will. But, um, yeah, it's scary, man. You don't, you don't know when they can pull the rug out from under right. you, you know? You don't know what's going to happen, you know? Well, we already see it in the music industry. Yeah. Like, how many artists do we know who were established and had careers in music yeah. that are now... And then their whole, yeah. almost their whole genre doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 And, and they've never worked a normal job before. <laughs> so yeah. what do you do now? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's amazing. I mean, you, you, you talk about, you know, supporting your family and, and stuff like that. Like, who... Let's take it back a little bit. Like, who do you... Who dates risk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, because really, I mean, you're an artist, dude. Yeah. You know, we, we've had tons of artists on this show. I mean, 
we're kind of crazy, right? <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes because it, it, it's hard to turn off, yeah, right? You're literally you the way you look at a building or a street is not the way everybody else looks at it, yeah, yeah. You know, you looked at you look at it filled in yeah. with you already, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, how does that happen? How do you did because at, at some point it seemed like you how would you even have time? Uh, what do you mean? Like to start dating and, oh, well, and you, know, you, know, I, you to, know to develop your your family. I was I was out there a lot, man. I was running the streets a lot, and I was always out and um, hanging out with you know all the the homies. Yeah, and uh, I had a very blessed life, and you know I, I did a lot of social stuff with Third Rail, and you know there was always a party, always an event, and um, I met a lot of people, and then um, you know the girl I met now. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, we have four kids, yeah, four daughters, and um, you know, when I met Marisa mm-hmm. and she had a daughter, and I, I met her daughter, it just changed me, you know. And I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, and yeah. that song, you know, really changed my heart. She was just three years old, or whatever that song was. Uh-huh. I remember meeting her in my kitchen, and you know my house was a f- party house, and mm-hmm. you know people are raging and partying. Yeah. And this girl comes in with her daughter, and I meet her daughter, and she just got me. I was like, wow! And I had to slow down and pay attention to yeah. to that and her, and and uh, I, you know I was swept off my feet. So uh, you know I, I've been with her ever since, and you, you know we have four daughters now, and um, um, it's just something that happens, you know. And people say that uh, kids will slow you down and this and that, and. Um, I just catered my world and tailored it to them, you know. Like, I have a house and I built, you know, a big compound and we have all the kids in the backyard and I have a, a workshop and a car shop and a print shop and we have all these things at the house. And yeah. I created, like, um, a Disneyland, so to speak, an adult Disneyland yeah. and mm. a kid Disneyland. Yeah. And um, and a culture within that, it seems like. Yeah. Right? And, you know, my spot is the spot where, you know, people come and, and congregate and... You know, people use the studio and work out of the studio, and we do a bunch of great stuff. And my kids get to grow up around that. I'm so lucky because I, I work with my kids all day, every day. Yeah. You know, they're with me all day, every day. Yeah. With the exception of school and, and whatnot. And um, it's just great. You know, it's a great feeling. You know, and you know, me and and um, my uh, girl. You know, we like anyone else. We fight and everything. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's all about those kids and, and everything and yeah making everything work you know i mean as far as like your artistic side have you always been able to to balance that with uh i don't know i mean at this point it's even weird to even ask like but for lack of better description normal life Mm -hmm. you know whatever that may be well i think our normal life isn't so normal right you know my kids grow up with you know my four-year-old you know i I have a lot of different kind of friends you know and that we had a, an event at the house, and there was a bunch of bikers that pulled up, and they pulled in the backyard, <laughs> and everyone's pulling in on their bikes and the Harleys. And, and my four-year-old gets on her tricycle and puts her helmet on <laughs> and rolls up to this yeah. big, burly dude, and she's like, shakes her head like, what's up? You know? <laughs> and they all park their bikes and back him in, and she backs her little tricycle in, you know? And she's not intimidated. That's just, she, that's just the way she was raised that's around, awesome. you know, and she's got Uncle Revoke, and she's got Uncle, yeah. you know, she's got all these wild people in her life, and... um you know, they're just included in my life and they're very invested in my life. And, you know, it's crazy now because at used anything, any time they saw graffiti, it was daddy did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember like, uh, 
my girl was walking the baby in the stroller down the street, and she's like, stop, 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 stop. Marisa's like, what? And she looked down, you know, the markings on the street when they're doing the city work or yeah, whatever. Yeah. She told the workers, my daddy did that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was really cute, but now it's crazy because she sees my stuff and she can recognize it. She's like, "Oh, that's oh, yours. Wow. That's not yours. That's wow. Revolk." She calls Revolk Volk. That's yeah. Volks. You know, she can't even like really speak sentences, but she could tell people's Wow, artwork. that's, that's scene. You know, that's Uncle Scene. That's Uncle Volk. You know, it, it was that's crazy. gotta be crazy though, man. Because she's going to by the time she gets to be your age now, the amount of culture that she will have taken in. Is I can't even fathom. I'm so jealous of her. Right? It's mind blowing. So jealous. And she paints, and she gets to paint with these people, and she's like, you know, she just she does her thing, and you know, it's right now. I encourage anything she does. Yeah. No matter what it is, you know, like it was cute for a minute. I always hand her spray cans. I'm like, oh, go paint, you know, that was really cool. But now I'm realizing, oh, let her do her thing, and she's really into brushes. You know, it's not so much the spray cans right now; it's all about the brush, and that's cool. So I'm sitting in the studio painting with the spray can. I look over, and she's got her little palette and her brush. She's just sitting there whipping away, you know. Yeah, That's I mean, amazing. did you were you were you raised in a household like that? Where no, they kind of just I had a, encouraged. I had, a, I had a fucked up. Uh, um, nah, no. <laughs> my my house was no. anything <laughs> like that. I was an only child, and uh, you know, my grandparents raised me, and my you know. I was getting bounced around from house to house and all this stuff. And I always wanted a huge family. You know, it's always mm. something I wanted. So that's another thing that, you know, building like, you know, on all the holidays and stuff, everyone comes to my house. It's yeah. an open door policy. And there's just always people there. You know, even when I'm not there, like right now, there's someone in the studio working. There's someone in the car shop working on a car. And, you know, this, there's action going on. You know? So, I mean, but... I'm wondering if you are even conscious of the fact that, that it, it is a very not normal thing for you to have turned out the way that you are being able to raise a healthy family and have positive, you know, being, having all these positive things around you. Cause it, it didn't have to be like that. Well, I mean, I read a lot of books yeah, and I went to a lot of therapy. I, you know, some was uh, court appointed. I had to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but nonetheless, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I paid attention to some of it. Yeah. You know, at one point someone said something that made me, you know, think about something, you know? So, you know, I work on, myself constantly every day because you know artists you know artists are selfish yeah you mm-hmm. know and um you know that's the last thing i want to be with my family and um you know it's, it's just a struggle every day you know yeah is your girl an artist no how, how did you guys meet <laughs> you said that she came through with a daughter but what is uh what we, is her background we met at a local um dancing establishment i guess okay <laughs> fair <Yeah>. enough <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And then you met her daughter and the rest is history. So, yeah, you know, we dated mm, for a while and it was mm. just fun. We were just partying and stuff. And then, um, you know, when things got serious, she brought her daughter over and, you know, mm. um, I think her life as well as my life, you know, they just changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how yeah. much does that, um, is does having kids really affect, I, I don't have kids and, and we hear the story all the time that it really, there's no way to um, like ever look back after the kids come. Yeah. It's so weird because, you know, everyone said, man good close friends of mine were like listen man that's great that you love kids but you know you have a career and you got to really go for yours right now and yeah. you don't have time to do that and you know i i look at the exact opposite you know they made my career because they slowed me down you know mm. i'm like um yeah i was partying you know i you know yeah. i'm i'm not really uh, a big drug user or anything like that yeah. and, I, and i've slowed down partying drastically um just even like just 
the casual drinking, although you know I definitely do drink and party, but like it goes from like I don't do it every night now. Yeah. And um I can't do it. And it's just like I don't even think about it, you know? It's just yeah. like you know you got to wake up and bring the kids and do something. Now it's a party before it was a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And um and I don't miss any. It's great, you know. I yeah. think I think the kids saved my life, you That's know? something we've talked about a lot actually, like whether artists can be more productive single or in a relationship. And I think what we've established over time is that it's a different kind yeah. of creativity. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you'd already put in this footwork before. How long ago did you guys meet? Uh, 10 years. So you've been together for 10 years now? Yeah. Yeah. So was it a struggle transitioning from what it was? Or uh, yeah. Yeah, just... yeah. You know, we, you know, we broke up a couple times and stuff like that. It mm. was, it was definitely a struggle, but, um, you know, it's just crazy. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that happened, you know? Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this. Um, so you coming up, like you said, you were, you had therapy, you had, you know, it, some luck, right? Yeah. Obviously. What about mentors? As far as like somebody, like people that you, you credit for possibly touching your life to a point to get you to where you're at my grandfather yeah you know my he was so important to me he was um you know i don't know he was just that guy you know and that's like he's what i try to be to my daughters yeah you know yeah um you know my father i love him we don't have a, a bad relationship but you know i would say that it's just not a, a very uh close relationship i guess i don't know it's just it's weird but um, my grandfather was just like, you know, I was like his shadow and my daughter's like my shadow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So it, it was your dad like always somewhere around the picture or yeah, was there dad, periods of times where he just wasn't there? No, he was, my dad was wild, you know, yeah. he, he was gone for a long time. And, um, um, you know, when I was young, my parents got divorced when I was very young and, um, I don't really remember everything, but I bounced around and my mom bounced around, my dad bounced around mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I got I came back to live my mom brought me in like in seventh grade to live with my dad. My dad was in Lake Tahoe at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, he was in no way, shape or form ready to be a dad. Yeah, like yeah. he was doing it. Like he was raging and partying and I can't even talk about all those details. But um what he did do was hire a teacher at the school to live with us. Oh shit. And make sure that she followed me from class to class because I was I, I used to ditch. I wouldn't go to school. I was, huh. you know, getting high, doing all kind of stuff. I didn't even know that that was an option. Yeah, to hire a teacher to come live with you. Yeah, I don't know if it was like you know. Yeah. You know, even, he made it happen. Yeah, yeah, he made it happen. Yeah. And um, so you know, I got in the routine of school, and I got into actually figuring out that you know I like certain things, you know. And also, it was a big culture shock for me, like skateboarding and the whole. You know, I was skiing a lot because mm-hmm. in Lake Tahoe, but the whole. Uh, shortly after we moved to Manhattan Beach, but the whole California lifestyle thing, you know, and I just changed. But my dad, um, although he was not really there emotionally, he knew the importance of school. Yeah, and he did stuff like that to make sure I went to school. And then, um, you know, later by 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 high school, I was on my own, but I already had my routine. Yeah, know? so that was it. I was running the streets, and then I left, and you know, I got a studio in Hollywood. I think I was still in high school when I got my studio. And uh, that was it, you know. It, it seems like, uh, like overall, right? That we'd all be a little better off if people at least did that part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what? I might not be your best teacher, <laughs> but I know it's important for you to learn some shit. Mm-hmm. 
And so I better find somebody who can do that. And it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Or some type of contribution. And, and I know it's, it's deeper than that because as kids, we kind of, we desire that attention from the person that we want it from. But in retrospect, as adults, we can look back and go like, that might have saved my life, right? Yeah. Like, this dude who was a rager and a partier mm-hmm. made this one decision, though, that was that affected me today. Like, yeah. It's still affecting me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's he's always been, he took that position, you know? Yeah. What was his profession, by the way? Uh, uh, you know, various things. Yeah. You know, you know, some things, you know. He's had a very colorful past, you know. He, mm. he he's done the gamut from stuff that, you know, um, may not have been legal to <laughs> incredible business ventures. That yeah, are very legal. You know, he's he's done it. You know. Well, that kind of explains where some of your ideas came from. <laughs> you found a very illegal thing, and you found to make it a business venture. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to. I'm I, I'm looking at you right now, dude, and I'm trying to picture risk at college at USC. Like, what I was, was that outcast. phase? I was an outcast. I was like. I was like, you know, I did the whole fraternity thing, and then they told me I couldn't ride my skateboard on the row, and I think I got in a fight with, you know, somebody, and that ended that. So that, really, that was <laughs> and then uh, I was just doing my own thing, and I was, you know, I was wild because mm. I was doing my own thing, and I was living the whole college lifestyle, but it was my lifestyle. Like yeah. it was like I wasn't partying with people from school. I was like yeah. living in dorms and inviting all my friends to come over to party with me. And having parties. So were you seeing college as strictly a way to uh, something else as opposed to just an experience? Let me just go experience college for a while. Yeah. College was just something that needed to be done. Yeah. It was just something that, you know, you know, like, you know, my dad's thing, you know, you got to go to school, this and that. And it was just something that had to be done. And, you know, I did it. I don't really even know. Like, I, I think, you know, early on in college, I was like, um, I don't think that I'm learning anything here. I don't know what I'm learning in here. But then you, you realize when you leave that you yeah. learn a lot. You, yeah. know, you learn stuff that you don't realize you learned. And then also the other thing is, you know, I think that I needed to go to college to make uh, valuable connections that you you have for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if anything, to learn how to socialize yeah. at some point, right? At least to be able to complete a task like yeah, here's a task yeah. or you know or meet people who might assign you something and be able to know what that means yeah you know what i mean i, I gotta tell you when i look back on like college and high school tell me if you agree with this yeah. or not um i can see a value in everything except for those fucking math classes man i have not touched that since i finished <laughs> yeah. none of it yeah yeah yeah. Good God! Uh, I mean, there's got to be somebody who has. I'm yeah, mathematicians. Sure yeah, I, I don't know the person who built the freeway that yeah. risk, you know, yeah. rode all over. Well, that's actually funny. <laughs> that's really funny. That uh, that's a good example actually. Because I was going to ask. So you were back in L.A. and news started coming out that in New York they're like cracking down and making sure there's not going to be graffiti anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. Was that how 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 was that news getting to you? Was it through other artists in New York or was is it you're just reading in newspapers? Uh, you're seeing your pieces getting cleaned off. Well, I, I mean, I uh, you know I got busted in L.A. by the first Vandal Squad. You know, mm, yeah. You know, it was before they even knew they had a Vandal Squad. They yeah. assigned these two cops to come. You know, and I remember they came and knocked on my door and they busted me. Uh, I think it was for riding on buses or something. I don't know what it was, but um, you know, I was very lucky, man. I, I was I was a smooth talker, and I was like, listen. So I turned it into almost. A, I think I got a paycheck. Like I was going to work for the RTD um, to help them 
you know, with the graffiti problem, but my whole thing was I'll never tell someone what not to do. I'm not going to be fake. Mm. I will sit up here and tell these kids what they can do, but I'm not going to tell them what not to do because they'll see right through it. It's fake. And that was eventually why they let me go. They're like, you got to tell them not to. And I'm like, I don't, I won't do that, you know, Mm. but, um, long story short, I got out of being busted and everything was fine. So, you know, yeah, it was cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, they they used to come to my studio and, you know, call me by risk, you know, which is common now, but back then that wasn't common. It was, yeah. Like, it was freaky when a cop yeah. pulls up. It's like going, saying up, I risk? know who the fuck you are. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm like, who? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> so was that was was that the same time that this was happening in New York? Or Yeah, but it wasn't as as aggressive here. It was very, you know, mm-hmm. it was sporadic. And then, you know, after the, the whole Chaka thing and all that stuff, yeah. that's when it got, you know, crazy and, you know. Yeah, because I the reason I'm asking is because I want your opinion on this. Um, you got you guys. We've talked about this before. The the broken windows theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, for the listeners who don't know, um, what that basically is is a sociological theory that if a neighborhood has broken windows and and it's dirty and there's graffiti, then it's more likely that other crimes will happen. So you get super aggressive and make sure that every tiny little piece is perfect, right. and people are less likely to break other rules. So in New York, what basically happened is you had the head of um, transportation department who aggressively applied the broken windows theory to right. the subways, yeah. and you know, and what came out of that is, that is an found, understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were arresting people for jumping turnstiles, right. things like that. So they said if we stopped the little crimes, people stopped doing the big crimes. Whether that works or not, I don't know. We do know that afterwards, the crime rates in the subways went dramatically down. And that's when um, Mayor uh, Giuliani, when he took office, he made that guy his police chief, and they applied that to the entire city. Yeah. Like, we're going to apply the same approach to the entire city. So, on one hand, like, you do see these numbers that you look at the numbers before. Yeah. Rape, murder, (laughs) went down. Yeah. (laughs) And so, on one hand, on the other hand, that what you were saying that is, you know, this here's an art that came out of something illegal, but it's not bad, but it does contribute to that, arguably. Yeah. Like, I want to know how you feel about that. Do you, what do you think about their approach? What do you think about what came out of it? How do you justify well, I that? I think that, you know, I think, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I get it. I think that, you know, if people think that there's anarchy and they can do whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it. If they think they can get away with it, they're going to do it. If they can't get away with it, they won't do it. So, um, you know, I'm not, I don't ask amnesty or leniency on anyone that breaks the law. You know, they're subject to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Like, I knew what I was doing when I was breaking the law. And if I break the law again, I know what's going to happen to me. Hmm. You know, um, so you, you're not one of those people that's like it should. You sh- I should be able to do whatever I want to do. Like you're no, aware that it's illegal, and that's yeah, part you know, of it. Listen, if you break the law, mm. you know you're going to deal with it. You, yeah. you have to decide. You know, my grandfather told me when I was very young, you know, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, figure out what you can do and what you can't do, and you know, apply that to life. And and um, I don't know. I think that um, I don't even remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the question was. On one hand, we want to encourage you know young artists yeah. to get out there yeah, and do yeah. things, but on the other hand, there is some information, some studies that do yeah. tell you that they are contributing to, well, I mean, long well, away more think, more crime in society. Well, like 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 we we're talking about graffiti. There's good and bad apples, you know. Mm. Like if the kid's gonna go out tagging and rag the city, if he gets busted, he's gonna get busted and he's gonna go to jail. Mm. You know, you have to just figure it out, man. Um, you know, I I always had my own morals. You know, I wasn't gonna write on a church. I wasn't gonna write on anything living. I was gonna write on trees. I was, you know, all these things, you know. And I, I, I try not to write on private property. You know, I was writing on city property. You know, mm-hmm. that that was my thing. And you know, 
Um, and I was kind of pissed off. I was like, wow, man, they let all these artists do these murals on the freeways, but graffiti artists can't get any shine and this and that. I'm going to make them notice me. I'm going to do it myself mm. and all these things. I had it was all my protest. I had all my reasons. Yeah. I had, you know, I knew what I was doing, and um, you know, things change. You know, things come full circle. You know, like I'm giving back now. I do as much as I can do for the community and for working with the kids and and all these Skid Row projects that I'm doing. All this stuff is free. Everything I'm doing is giving back because. I do believe you have to pay for what you've done, mm. and I don't make any bones about what I've done. And I'm not here to to apologize and say, "Oh man, I'm so sorry," but I am here to say I'm going to give back and I'm going to I'm going to make it all right with me, yeah. you know. And I'm going to you know show my daughters a positive dude, you know. Are you, yeah. are, you are you like a spiritual person at all? You think? Uh, you know, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Like on what? Like what level? Like not religion, right? No, 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 no. I you know I just believe. Uh, I believe what goes around. I believe in karma. Karma. You know, yeah. what goes around comes around, and 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 karma. And uh, I I believe uh, the more I give, the more I'll get. You yeah. Know? And uh, you know that's all stuff that's happened to me later in life. You know, you realize a lot of that stuff, and and um. You know, I, I work with kids, and listen, I did what I did, and, you know, I wouldn't tell kids to go right on stuff now, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I would tell them what they can do, you know? You, you know what? I, it just dawned on me right now, man. Like, when, when we were talking earlier about should graffiti have almost kind of like a... Standards? Yeah, like a, st- a standards, yeah. <laughs> maybe a board of yeah. supervisors, or... Th- it's... There's this internal struggle within the graffiti culture of quote unquote legitimizing, right? But not losing its essence. And in its and its essence comes from an illegal place mm-hmm. where, you know, people were really going out at night and getting up and that was part of the culture and there's things you learned and there's a process that affected your art. I think that that's why they there really can't be because the moment you do say okay well now we're going to have like a board of supervisors mm-hmm. over this it kind of I mean it, it's going to stop the the creative process right yeah. you can't control graffiti right you can't put boundaries on it there's there's no boundaries for graffiti yeah and anytime you try to contain it it ends up bad you know? yeah it seems <laughs> like it right you know or it's just so watered down or cheesy yeah. or or you know like you tell kids you can write. In this square block area, but nowhere else, and it's just yeah. going to trickle on. And then the whole the whole area gets yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, it just has to be what it has to be, man. Yeah. It just has to be graffiti. Has to be illegal. You have to get arrested if you get caught. And you know that's yeah. You know and that's where the chips lie, man. You're gonna like some people are gonna you know rise to the top and do positive good things, and some people aren't. You know. Let me ask you this, dude, because this is something that only only people within the culture would know. I have to ask, even you at this stage in your career, if you were to, uh, and this is it, eh, trying to figure out a way to word this, if you were to go out right now and get up somewhere illegally, do they know? Like, is there somebody that's going to like? A cop somewhere going to drive there and go, we know that, dude. We've been waiting for that dude to get oh, up. for sure. For, that, I mean, that's, that really does exist. Yeah, there's two detectives in Los Angeles right now that they're waiting for me to do wow. something. Wow. And, uh, you know, I can't and I won't. And, you know, it's kind of silly to me because I would think that some of these – and I'm going to say some because yeah. I've met a lot of really cool cops. And, yeah. And I talk to – you know, I talk to some cops regularly. Um and it's, you know, I'm not going to blow them up, but they think the whole thing's silly and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. 
Um, there, it's amazing to me that some of these uh, city officials wouldn't come to me and say, "Listen, man, obviously you're doing good shit now. Yeah. You're, you're you're the first artist um, that's approved to paint a LA Unified School District. And yeah. You're the first artist that the commission's hired to paint Skid Row, and you're doing all this. You're doing it for free. You're working with the kids. You're doing all these positive things." Let's let's exploit this a little bit. Yeah. Rather, they're like, you motherfucker, I can't wait to catch you fucking. Yeah, just slip wow. up one time. You know? And, you know, they've they've said things to people like, he's not going to live uh, his silver cloud lined life after all the shit he's done, you know? And it's like. Wow. Oh, man. First <laughs> like, they of really all, have a vendetta. First like, of all, I've been mm, busted. Yeah. First of all, I, I, got, I had to go to jail. First, I paid fines. You know, that shit's over, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of silly. But, um, you know. They they have no life, so good luck, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know who that is, but those dudes are cunts. <laughs> I'm just saying, how could you be pissed? The way, yeah. that's, that is just somebody who's mad at doing something that they probably don't really want to do. No. That's shitty. Like, there, you can't feel good about, like, man, I'm just going to wait for this dude. I'm going to bust him. If your life is about that, that means you're not doing what the fuck you want to do. That's the only reason you're really pissed. Let's I be honest. I just got an awesome movie idea. What? Yeah, that's just like that. Yeah. The detectors are waiting for the graffiti artist, and it's something, you know what? It's just like Gone in 60 Seconds, but with graffiti. What? <laughs> They're waiting well, for me. the graffiti artist to do it, and then he has to, like, go save his brother or something, and he has to tag <laughs> so he's 30 walls. <laughs> he has to go hit 30 walls first. To, to me, the sad thing is that the taxpayers have to pay this fucking douchebag to sit yeah. and watch me all Day. Yeah. yeah, that's sad, bro. Yeah. Come that on, is man. very there's, sad. There's other crime very out there wasteful. That, that, that they could be working on, you know. And you know, I, hopefully it's over. I think it might be over now. I think all that drama's gone and everything. Yeah, because I think you know eventually they realize you know it's like pissing in the wind because. I can't do illegal graffiti here if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, like it's a different day and age. You know, yeah, the well, internet. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny to me is I was thinking I was like, when it like, say you go out of your house one day, right, mm-hmm. and like. You're, the whole back wall of your house is tagged up, or, or it, it's just this beautiful mural on yeah. it, and you're like, "What the? F- oh, it's risk!" <laughs> like, would you immediately go like, "I could probably make some money off of this"? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, at this point, are people just like, "Oh, dude, we just yeah. got free art. Yeah. Like, w- like we could go to a gallery and see this. Somebody just put it up for free." Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Doesn't that awesome. happen to um, who's a Banksy? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where they, he puts it out and they have yeah, to protect yeah. it because somebody's going to come and take it. Yeah. That's, there's a million bucks right there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? God, that is amazing. Does it, th- that that uh, that would be like my dream right there right? <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> Risked in my whole car. Like sweet. Would you like to eBay. press charges? No, no. How do I pay him? <laughs> How many? Uh, okay, I guess you can't say an exact number, but. It's been years since you've done something illegally, right? In Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so, and these guys are literally sitting there for years, and they've been like, "How? How do you know that they're watching you? Are they making their presence known?" Well, I mean, or have they, they, they texted the me? Like, I was, I would Twitter something. And he's like, "You need to come." I was filming an Osiris commercial, yeah. and I get a text from Detective Such and Such saying, "You need to get off set and call me right now." Yeah. And I was f- like, "What?" And that's like. So, you know, I have attorneys and lawyers, and you know, unfortunately, at that time, I think I had, like, two or three on call because yeah. there's so much drama going on. And, um, you know, the... Were they trying to pin things on you that weren't even... Yeah, stuff that was yeah. legal. You know, I did a legal rooftop, and they go, oh, he didn't have permission, and then they tried to get loopholes and say, well, uh, even if the building owner gave him permission, he didn't get a permit, so it's not legal. Just And then wow. the attorney's like, well, okay, well, who are you going to arrest, the building owner or the... Yeah, it seems like you know, that just would become like a business issue at that yeah. point. Yeah, right? and that's what it was. But see, but see, then they started doing some some shady shit where they were like, okay, they tell the property owner, 
listen, we're not going to find you. We'll buff it ourselves. Just don't let it happen again. Then all of a sudden, they'd come after the artist and say, you caused the city X amount of dollars because they had to buff it. So now now you've committed a crime against the city. Jeez. You You didn't sleep with that guy's daughter or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like really personal. Well, Well, you know, it's like, listen, you know, one of my best friends, you know, is Revoke. And obviously knows, everyone knows what happened to him. And, you know, they just think because, you know, I hang out with Revoke, I must be, you know, doing the same shit and this and that. And it's like, you know, I no, I did that years before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And um, and you know, truth be told, Revoke wasn't even doing it. You know, mm. they made an example out of him. You know, and you know, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, we've all paid in one way or another. You know, and um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, I mean. <laughs> to, to those two guys, yeah. there's somebody that keeps egging the neighbor's house at my by, by, by my mom's house. And they haven't stopped that guy yet. <laughs> like, that's literally been going on for like a month. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like there's some fine art. Somebody's putting up some finer. They're literally hitting eggs every day. <laughs> Find that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that dude's got a bigger issue with somebody. Well, you know, speaking on that, you know, on a serious note, is you know, revokes bail. I forget what it was. A couple hundred thousand dollars yeah. or some shit. They had rapists and murderers. Absolutely. That had, like, That's what I wanted to ask about. Like, next to nothing bails. Yeah. And he's <laughs> held on this crazy bail. Yeah. That's just not right, man. And like I said, I'm not here to ask Amnesty and Lean as anyone. If you break the law, you, you are prosecuted to the fullest. I get that. But isn't that excessive and isn't that just yeah. unjust? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And what message is that sending, really, well, yeah. right? And it's like, come on, man. They're, they're basically saying... Don't fucking do graffiti because we're going to put you under the jail. But go ahead and rape someone. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One we can get over, one we can't forget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really rough. I I, I was imagining when you were talking about going to jail, I'm just like, really for that? Like, who are you next to? Like, did people in jail, was their response was like, you're in here for this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I never really. I I went to jail for something else. (laughs) Okay. All right. But I mean, I I got... In the local lockup, I got held for graffiti. You know, mm. I never had to go to county for graffiti, but um, you know, there's a lot of people that you know obviously did. Chaka yeah. did a lot of time. You know, yeah. And there's been countless others since then. You know what? I grew yeah. up with um a, a guy who used to we used to skateboard with all the time, and his I'm trying to think of why is it escaping me? Tony Hawk. He pretty much just tagged, but <laughs> he had done enough damage. I remember down in San Diego where the story, anyway. I think it was a Getchel, I think his name was get he went by Getchel. Mm. he had done so much damage in San Diego that the story went that they sent him to l a right and then uh well, none of us really believed it right what apparently Wait, happened is who he, sent him to l a that San Diego got him and they sent him to like the big jail in l a right because oh, we didn't know okay. like we yeah. thought, whoa, that's fucking huge he's in l a jail like yeah. it must be bad. Yeah. but it turns out he just did like a crime over here, but then he ended up staying here. And he, it was more of gang tagging and stuff mm. like that. And he ended up just fucking up bunches of parts of L.A. for like a long time. Mm. And I know there was, I remember the whole, um, and, and I'm sure, you know, you have insight on this when the whole, you know, the tag ba- banging started yeah. happening and yeah. all that. Do, do you remember like when that first started to jump off? Nah, not really. I think it was like, what, late 80s? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like late, late, late 80s. See, I was real lucky because, you know, when I was in when I was in county, um, like I said, you know, graffiti wasn't this epidemic. Yeah. So I chilled in there. I yeah. Mean, people, I was drawing everyone's jackets you know, with the, the, these Manila envelopes. You know, I was just yeah. drawing pieces. Mm-hmm. So I got all the food I wanted, all the beds I wanted. I had anything I wanted. You know, so I was very lucky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. After that, shortly after that, graffiti became like 
No, oh, dude, you know what just you dawned on me? You didn't want to go to jail and say you're there for graffiti. <laughs> if those detectives are listening, he did not have it. He got beat up every day. Right? <laughs> they robbed him. It was horrible there. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk about some of the stuff that happened. <laughs> detectives. <laughs> R- Riz, let me ask you this. Like, what, what do you got coming up for this new year? Like, what do you got planned? Uh, I'm doing, I'm starting, uh, I'm painting a school in Santa Monica starting tomorrow. And then I'm doing the Skid Row housing thing yeah. um, probably in two weeks. Yeah. And then uh, I'm dropping a print with Shepard on the wall that we did in Miami yeah. next week. And then I'm off to Paris in February. Was was Bobby up there with you guys in Miami uh, uh, from Tribal? No. No, no, no. He wasn't there. He was – where was he? No, he wasn't there. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why I asked that. Was that something from Instagram that we thought we saw? Oh, about Bobby Tribal? Yeah. I was yeah, a, th- a lot of people are in Miami for some reason right now. <laughs> oh, right now? I don't no, know. No, I don't know about right. Just we've been seeing a lot of that yeah. update. That's probably what made you think of that. I was with Bobby at the Agenda Show last weekend. Yeah, uh, maybe. Was, that was uh, it. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so, uh, and and also, how can people like get in touch with you? Like, if they just want to, are you on Twitter and stuff? Like, yeah. you it, do you respond to people on there very often? Or are you on there very often? I'm so like, I feel. How's like your Twitter a, game, dude? I, my Twitter game sucks. I feel like, <laughs> a, I feel like such a dick because for people, I was like, dude, how can you reply? Because I don't look at the comments. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I yeah. never look at the comments. You just post. Yeah. And then so sometimes on the blue moon, I'll, I'll go back and look at some old posts and I'll read the comments. I'm like, oh shit, I should have hit him. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um. I'm gonna get you better on it, but yeah, I, I you know I, I post like once a day or something, and I do the the thing where you do the Instagram and then it shoots to the Twitter and yeah. the Facebook and just take care of it all at once. One is shot. that and it's a uh, at at risk. Uh oh, wow. Uh, Twitter is OG Risk. Uh, Instagram is Risk Rock, and Facebook is I think my fan page is Risk, and my other page is Risk Rock. Hmm. Right on, dude. There's some social media guru somewhere that feels really insulted by the fact that you're doing the roundabout way. <laughs> you're not going out there. You're not exposing yourself to yeah. the elements. Yeah, he's like well, actually, hitting one button and it's updating everything. All these young kids nowadays. These fucking kids, well, man. I'm very lucky because there's a company called The Audience that actually does my Facebook fan page. Mm. Oh, nice. So they do that, and they're they're on top of it. You know, so I'm very lucky that that uh, I have someone doing that. And they That's can awesome. um, they can access like uh, like people who want to get art and stuff. They can access that all through your site, right? Oh, my website, riskrock.com. Okay. Mm. Dude, it was an honor, man. Thank, Thank you so you. much yeah, for being on the great. show. Cool, cool. Thank um, you. So pay the bills real quick. Oh, again, yeah. yeah. Amazon.com. Uh, don't go to Amazon.com. Go to crappyawesome.com. Yeah. <laughs> Click through to Amazon and Karma Loop and uh, buy Do you sell shit. anything on Amazon, dude? No. No? Should I? Well, then fuck that then. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> uh, we'll put up a link to the tipping yeah, points um, where you can and, learn about the broken windows theory. How's and that? also, if you guys are listening on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, um, you can go to crappyawesome.com and we'll have all risks links up so you can check out all his stuff. Um, and then, uh, dude, anytime you get, you ever have anything for us to post up, send it over, dude. Right we'll on. Up appreciate there for that. Sure. Thank you. By all means. Uh, is that the, this is the part where I do the ending? This is where thingy? you do the ending. Oh, okay. You may now flush the toilet. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.